eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everyone. Another episode of Restore the Floor, your Pistons NBA podcast with Evan Jenkins. I'm Stoney. And Ev, maybe one of these podcasts will actually be able to talk about a victory. I'm waiting to see when. And just thinking about the name of the podcast, I feel like every game we're getting closer to not restoring the floor. I know. It's unbelievable. It's, I feel so sad because both of us, we really want them to be well. We're not haters or anything like that. It's just, well, you think they play in Memphis, who they have more wins than the Pistons, but you know, no jaw. You know, Steven Adams, they're not playing well. They're on the road. And you said to me, and off the air, and I, I gave you credit, and you were right. You said that if you're a betting person and you're interested in props, Desmond Bain over 25 and a half, I think it was, yeah. or something like that, you have to make that bet. And not only did he get over 25, he almost doubled it. I mean, at halftime when he had 14 or 15, I was like, okay, that bet's looking pretty good for yeah. the peeps. Yeah, I had no idea that he was going to go Larry Bird-esque and rip Hamilton and just hit every mid-range, his threes. And the best part about Desmond Bain is those shots didn't even hit the rim. They just were all just... Yeah. And, and it was impressive to watch. And again, once again, coming from somebody who's never played that game at any type of level, <laughs> I'm sitting there saying, why don't you just double him after it was appearing at the first half that, yeah, Jaron Jackson had a good game, but why let their best player of that day beat you? Let somebody else beat him. I'm not saying it would have worked because he would have found other guys who would be open because if you're doubling a guy, basically then they're playing, you know, four on three. I get it, but, man, that defense on him was awful. There was a lot of questionable things. I mean, the fact that Ivy doesn't see the floor until the second quarter, and I get right now Monty Williams is trying to win ball games with what he deems are the best personnel out there. But where I have a problem is you're not winning the ball games, so play your guys, right? Jay, Jay, Ivy has to be one of your guys. You drafted him so high. I I know Monty didn't draft him, but mm-hmm. he's still got to be one of your guys. Troy Weaver needs to be like, dude, we invested in this young man. Right. We have to play him. I'm sorry, we didn't invest as much in Isaiah Livers. Like, every time I see him on the floor, I just think to myself— what happened? 
What happened that you're in that position? I, I'm sure he's a very nice guy, and he was very good for the University of Michigan. It was a second-round draft choice. He's pr- probably better than people thought. But still, you saw what I put on Twitter. I'm, 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 I'm done with both Isaiahs. And they gave Stewart the extension. And is he getting better a little bit? But I, when they're, you're in a situation, and there are times, I mean, I, I don't know how many he took, but, man, I don't want to see him taking threes in crunch time. Well, it happens. And <laughs> what's going to continue happening, and I know some Piston fans and fans of Mr. Cunningham himself get very upset with this and say, what do you want to do? There's nobody around him. But starting the year, I was told the pieces are around him. And every game they continue to lose, I just look at Cade Cunningham and I just wonder, is he him? And my conclusion that I get, and I get it, he hasn't played 100 ball games yet. He hasn't completed a full second season, and injuries are part of that, and I get it. But I'm not seeing the step from A to B yet. No, well, you're, I think you're seeing it. However, and this is more important why this, that step is being blocked, you're not seeing it in crunch time. No, he he kind of disappears, to be honest with you. I know he tries right. to do it. He's not afraid of the moment. But he's just not completing what he needs to do. I mean, he had an open three the other night, just completely missed it. And he's hitting the open guys on the floor as well. And, and I heard Wojo from Detroit News, and he's on our afternoon, and he was saying that, yeah, he's making the passes. The guys aren't making the shots. But at the same time, you got to think about who you're passing the ball to that's taking that shot. Ivy, there was one problem with him coming out of college. He couldn't shoot the three. Right. He still can't shoot the three. We talked to him um, preseason, and mm-hmm. he said he worked very, very, very hard on that. And, and maybe it's still going to come, but that's not his spot yet. And it's just I'm so perplexed by everything that happens on that floor that I would love to talk to Monty Williams again, like a candid Monty Williams, and really see what he believes in, in. Is there a path to win ball games? And right now, Stoney, I don't see a path to win a game until the new year. No, Friday night they're in Orlando to play another young team. They have a little veteran uh, experience, but not much. They'll, look, they won the lottery when Paulo was number one, and he had, what, 42 the other night? He's been unbelievable. He, he's legit. He's been great. But there's another guy that I believe uh, that they could have gotten. Who, Franz? Yeah. Yeah, Franz went later in the first round. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you look at the game last night on, on Thursday evening in the semifinals don't, of the play-in tournament. That's my th- that, to me, I mean, I've made So more- who, who makes the bigger mistake with Tyrese Halliburton? Because that's who we're going to be talking about. The Pistons not drafting him at all. Or Sacramento taking him and shipping him off to Indiana. And I understand they got what they wanted in an all star big with Sabonis. If you ask me, that kid could help any team in the NBA. Right. I get it because they already have DeAndre Fox and maybe they thought they didn't need another. Sure, guy. but Halliburton's not your typical point but guard. But it was the first draft of Troy Weaver. So I'm going to say the Pistons. And we sat there and. Whether it was oh. mock drafts or whatever, on the air. We verbally blew that draft. I said, I if I'm picking if he's there, you gotta take Tyrese Tyrese Halliburton. Because I believe it was against Michigan that year, where I actually got to see him play for a full game on television. It was either Michigan or Michigan State. I think it was Michigan. 
Yeah, I don't. And, I don't remember him. And anyway, State. he was great. But I mean, we go back and look at that draft and everything that Troy Weaver has done that didn't involve the actual games. Everybody loved. I mean, they loved that first draft. Killian Hayes was very highly talked about going into that draft, and the thought was they weren't going to get him at seven. He would be gone before they ever got to that pick. Right. Then they trade up and they get um, um, they Sadiq I- Bay. Right. And then they go and get Isaiah Stewart. And right. everybody's like, "Oh my God, he this got three great. first round picks. This is great." Then you look at his other drafts. Well, they got a steal with Jay Nivey and, and Jalen Duran and Jalen Duran. But and go look. Maybe Jalen Duran wasn't the right pick. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe uh, Biggs for a team that's not winning isn't the smart move. I maybe you go shooting first. I don't know. I don't know who was else available. But you know maybe, what I'm saying. But yeah, maybe I, I get it. Yeah. Drafting Biggs multiple years is the wrong move in the NBA in 2023, two, one, 2020, whatever it is. I know. Like. We no. asked, and they were so confident in their answers to us that there would be no problem with their bigs, with their rotations. You can never have too many, blah, blah, blah. And then you hear these quotes oh, that Hall- it's Hall- like, Halliburton's we didn't have the minutes. And, oh, it just kills me, Stoney. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You mentioned Biggs. Let me ask you this. I know others like Mike have really ripped this guy. I, I'm a fan of Marvin Bagley in a certain role, sure. which is coming off the bench and giving you 25 minutes and he can get you, you know, 12, 13 points. He's not a great defender, obviously. I think the biggest problem with Mark with Bagley is the fact that there's so many other bigs that he doesn't – it's hard for these guys to even get in a rhythm. Well, my point is I want to see him play and not Wiseman. Well, that I agree with. I, mean, there was... I mean, the game against Memphis – Bagley didn't even play. Well, then there's games that Wiseman doesn't play. They need to figure it out one way or the other. Right. I don't even know if on the trade market, would there be a team that's like, yeah, I want that guy on my team right now. I mean, the Golden State Warriors, the one spot that they have never had in their dynasty run was a dominant center, right? Like just a a guy that could really fill that role. You got Draymond Green playing that role more times than none. They They drafted him two They had Bogut, who was not great. Yeah, Andrew Bogut at the end of his career. It wasn't the guy with the Bucks anymore. And they they gave up on him. They're like, we're done with this guy. You know what I mean? It's just... he was a second overall pick. And so I guess my question is really going to be, and, and maybe this is the sky is falling, they turn it around, they win their 34 games. But do you know that they got to go like 32 and 29 over their last games in order to even yeah. hit that 34? Right. My expe- my bar is done. Which they laughed at us when we even brought it up, essentially. They are like, that doesn't do anything for us getting right. double wins. Right. So, I mean, there was one thing that I took from the game. Uh, against the Grizzlies, and Greg Kelser was talking at the end of the game in their little post-game show about how there's a lot of pressure on these young players to win now. And yes, hell yes, there's a lot of pressure. But what's good about that 
is maybe this pressure right now to win. It's a different pressure than having to win game seven in, in an NBA playoff series. But maybe this pressure will be good for these young men to actually come together and learn how to win dealing with such pressure because every game that they lose, the, the pressure is going to be on them. You're going to hear more talking heads talk about it. You're going to see more newspaper articles about it. You're going to see the national media start talking about it because it's going to be a huge story if if you're like on pace to break the NBA record for losses in a row. Right. And I just – I don't know if there's an end in sight. Stoney, you watch the game. I know. It's... And for three quarters, they play pretty damn competitive. And then yes. once the big lights turn on for the fourth quarter, I don't know what happens. They, they, here's, they, and even Monty addressed this. And by, by the way, every time we bring up Monty, he is not absolved from any of this either, okay? Absolutely not. Uh, but there were times, there were two times in that game there, where they were up eight. There was a time that everybody knows about where at the end of the third quarter and all of a sudden Bain scored seven straight points. It was awesome. But there was another time where they were up eight and they turned the ball. Uh, Memphis, they, they, the Pistons made a good defensive play, and they passed the Stewart ahead of the field for a dunk, and he missed it. <laughs> now, granted, Xavier Tillman missed a wide-open dunk, too, so that kind of even— But what I'm saying is they've had opportunities in games, even in the second half, not so much in the fourth quarter, but sometimes— where they're up, you know, two or three possessions, and they have a chance to put the game away or at least make it much more difficult for the other team in the fourth quarter, and they have not been able to do that. Oh, uh, and I, I think another indictment on Cade Cunningham, too, is that Bogdanovich comes back for two games, and now he's all of a sudden your leader. He's the guy out there answering all these questions and everything, and I get that he's your veteran presence, but at the same time, Cade Cunningham was 1-1. He's the face of your franchise like, dude, that's the guy that needs to be up there front and center answering these questions. When Bogdanovich says, I feel like we practice harder than we do at the end of these games. And yeah. I'm like, don't say that out loud. No, I know. Like, well, And by the way. If that's the case, then we got way bigger problems. If they can't get something good for him at the deadline, then there's something wrong. Well, remember, they were supposed to get two first rounds for him. And they're like, nope, we're good. He's the veteran presence we need. He's the shooter we need. Well, well in today's NBA, you need three or four of those guys. Right. He's good, and yes, it would be nice if they could get something for Alec Burks. You'd rather keep Bogdanovich for next year more than Burks, but depending on what you can get. And who knows, I hear that uh, our boy uh, Joe Harris may be playing as early as this week. And if he can at least be his average, space the floor, I I don't know. They're awful. And it's just—it's sad. I piss because I'm a big fan, and— I don't know. Well, and, let's and talk who, about and who knows when they're going to win another game. Let's talk about good basketball and then not so good basketball. Yeah. The playing tournament yes. on Thursday night. Uh-huh. Um, I root for the Pacers. I don't. I probably shouldn't with them being in the same conference and division as the Pistons. But Halliburton and everything that they're doing, that team. I mean, with Buddy Heald and they're fun watch. They you know who really else is are. a free agent that maybe that they could have signed in the offseason instead of Joe Harris. Wasn't Obi Toppin a free agent, or did I, they trade for? Did they, I don't remember that, but, but I know they have like he's turned his game around. I forget what draft it was, but Toppin's draft—they have four of the top twelve draft picks. Well, on he that was in team, the same right? draft as Hayes and Halliburton. Okay, so they have four of the f- top. 
12 guys in that draft, and they're all playing so well. And this goes back to the trade that we talked about earlier with Sacramento, Mm -hmm. and Sabonis was their backbone there for a while. And they both made that transition. And to see them go up against the Bucs, I get the in-season tournament is not what they're playing for at the end of the year, but it's still competitive. They're still gunning for 500K a pop. Yeah. And all of these guys want that cash. Right. They're in Las Vegas. I thought... The scene was cool with ESPN and TNT oh, doing when, when it. When Barkley went over during the cross. When they made fun, fun of Stephen A. Smith's hairline, when they great. showed the old check, I thought it was awesome. It was so cool, and I want I want the Pacers to win it all because you know who they're playing against now. Yes. The Lakers go out there and absolutely dismantle the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, I, I saw Zion saying, you know, maybe we didn't have enough effort. Uh, yeah, really? you lost by 40. You, you think so? <laughs> like, LeBron's doing whatever he wants, and we can say, but Anthony Davis is playing great. But I don't know if there's a spread out for that game already. I know it's Saturday night, right. 8.30 I, at night, but, boy, I want the Pacers to win that game. All right, I know this is going to make you sad. Oh. But last night, now, obviously, if somebody goes one for one, I'm talking about on them. It doesn't say exactly how many of the minimum attempts are. But last night... Somebody had the most points on either team. He had the most assists on either team. He had the best field goal percentage on either team. The best three-point percentage on either team. The best free-throw percentage on either team. The most free-throw attempts on either team. And the fewest turnovers on either team. Yeah, That's LeBron. He went The first time in. An NBA player has ever done so. Oh, my God. It does make on a puke. And how old is he? He's 38 years old. He'll be 39 at the end of the month. And he had, what, 30 points last night? He had 30 points. You know how many minutes he played? Eight boards, five assists. Well, he didn't play the fourth quarter. 23 minutes. (laughs) No, I mean, like I said, they won by 40 points. Like, they just absolutely annihilated him. By the way, the line is the Lakers are favored by four and a half. And the game's also on ABC and ESPN too, so it's a simulcast. I mean, by, by the way, and I said this on the air today on our sh- on Stony Jansen's show. Adam Silver deserves tons of credit because this Saturday night is the absolute perfect game night for the championship. Yeah, because there's nothing this. going on. Right. The, the, there's the Army Navy in the afternoon. And there's, there's no the Heisman of- Trophy after that, and that's it. And NFL doesn't start on Saturday yet, right? No. It's so good. I assume it's the only NBA game too. I assume. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the only one on Saturday. Yeah. 8.30 at night. You get it all going for yourself. Yeah, you got to give him a, a big round of applause because you got all eyes on the NBA in December. There's only one thing I don't like about it, and it's me nitpicking. You've never done that before. Oh, and here's <laughs> what it is. It's so nitpicky. When I watch the game because of the way they do do it somewhat like Madison Square Garden in the stand. Oh, the dimming of the lights on the crowd. You, it looks like I was watching the game during COVID. It doesn't look like there's any crowd there. But it did seem like the crowd was rocking. Like oh, you yes. saw the background of yeah. ESPN and TNT during yes. that that Oh, outside. It oh, was yeah. crazy. Oh, it was is that at T-Mobile? Yeah. Okay. And <sighs> You know what I'm saying because it looked like the first game I didn't think well, maybe they weren't I kind of like it. And here's the reason why. When Kobe was with the Lakers, they would do it at Staples. I know it's crypto or whatever now. And I used to think it looked like such a marquee game. Like, we don't care about anybody that's in the stands except for those famous people on the front. 
But you didn't see any of the famous people during no, the game. I, you I, saw them like when they would spotlight them during timeouts. Yeah, or it's like well, who? I didn't even really see the famous people that was there. I kept fading in and out, but I like okay, it Vivica, because uh, I'm trying to remember because I, I saw one. Vivica Fox, nice. Um, she's from Indiana, actually. So it was the first game, really? and I can't remember who else. There was a few other. I think Carmelo might have been there. Yeah, all right, few, Carmelo. Well, I'm whatever. There was a few I'm sure other. he went there to see his buddy LeBron. Yeah. yeah, maybe LeBron will let you wear a ring one day, Carmelo, because you could never win one. When the, I think Bronny's first game is this weekend. Oh, I know he's back. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not intrigued. Go Pacers. I love Rick Carlisle, as you know, so I think it would be great if they won. I can't wait. I mean, I know people, the, the one big gripe that people have had is the floor. But you know what? Who cares? Because every time somebody gripes about it, somebody that hadn't seen it goes and looks at it, maybe they're more intrigued to go watch the next game. Yeah. I mean, the blue and the red, it's probably a bit much. But the players seem to like it, and that's all that matters, right? And they're playing hard. The Milwaukee and it's competitive and ball. Right. That's and what you want to see in December. I'm going to be very intrigued to see how the celebration goes. Because LeBron, in his post game, yes, I watched that, he said, the big thing still is at the end of the year. Right. Like, this is fun and everything, but we're still gunning for that. And if, and if they lose, I do not want to hear, oh, he can't he can't win in the clutch. I mean, oh, I'm he, saying that oh, next week. I'm, sure. I'm going to say he can't win the big one. The he big. deferred the shot. Okay. It's a failed attempt. So, if they win it and he comes through I'll the I'll say clutch. it's not even that big of a tournament. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Who cares? The yeah. players weren't playing hard. I got all the lines. Uh, by the way, Friday night, if uh, – you listen to this and it's not Friday night yet, uh, come by the Lodge in Orchard Lake Road for the Killer Cares charity event. Yeah, if you're like an Uber driver, hang out in that spot tonight. Celebrity bartenders include Wojo, TJ Lang, Dan Miller, me, the Birchie Kid. Jennifer uh, Hammond is there. Earl Curitan for your little basketball. Oh, Piston Legend Earl Curitan. Earl Twirl, former guest of Restore the Floor, yes. Um, Mickey Redmond, Ken Daniels, it's going to be a blast. Who's the biggest star you guys have ever had come through there? Uh, I don't know. To be a quite maybe maybe Mickey Redmond is, is a legend. So. Is he? Larry Murphy. Ooh, the Murph. Yeah, Dylan Larkin's brothers usually there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, they kind of look alike. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that should be a good time. I know. I see pictures of that thing, and it's always packed, and everybody seems to have an awesome, awesome time. And it's a weekend this time. Usually, it's a Thursday night. Where everybody parks for that place is beyond me because parking's always been limited. Even when I just like would go with my wife right. on a random Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. But like I said, Uber drivers go drive around there at closing time. You'll get yes. <laughs> paid well, I'm sure. So after Orlando, what do they have? What Philly back to back is? They- oh, fun! Yeah. Embiid coming fresh off a 50-point performance. So uh, hopefully we'll have a win to talk about. I when doubt do you think? It. Should we guess? Like, well, should, like a baby if you're pool play, If you're going to play the schedule game, the win would be against Utah, who lost by 50 to what, Minnesota, was it Minnesota the other night? Yeah. Like, All right, well. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard not to laugh at it at this point, Stoney, but. Maybe we get a win before the calendar year. And I know Mike Valenia on his afternoon show, he saw the the report about the Raptors head coach that if they won three games in a row, he would take about the team to an all-expenses-paid dinner on him. And we're like, what should Monty Williams do if the Pistons just win a game? Like, just take them out to Trump's, like, have a great time. Whatever those strip clubs are. What's amazing Go to the casinos. Do whatever they want. 
I know the high school schedule. I don't know exactly how many games they play. It's usually like 30. Well, Monty's son is Or 25, gonna, something like that. Monty's son's going to win more games than the Pistons, than Monty. He plays at Brother Rice. He's going to win the top sophomores in the country. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, maybe you can go to Michigan State and lose there, too. All right. Oh, wow. <laughs> Don't tell me you're getting... Uh, I'm not. I mean, hey, all their losses are against ranked teams, yeah. I believe. That's all getting, I got you're left. You're not getting down on my boy, are you? That's all I have left. You're not getting down on his, are you? No, I mean, he's Good. Tom Izzo to me. I, Good. I, Good. I, I I'll always sure. be jaded by success that he I, had when I, know. I was I agree with you. 20 years old. I agree with you. <laughs> all right. Uh, another uh, episode coming uh, next week. Have a uh, great weekend, whatever, whenever you're listening to this. It could be five years from now. I don't know. (laughs) Be great and be nice to people.